Welcome. Uh, it's Tehillim Day, Tehillim time, Wednesdays at about 10.15. Uh, these classes are studied Le'ilu Nishmat at Sadeket, Mrs. Lily Maddeb, Alea Shalom, Lily Le'abat Virginia, project uh, spearheaded the brainchild of her son, Dr. Rafi Maddeb, Shmire Wa'el. Uh, today we have a special dedication as well, which we do from time to time. One of our good members, uh, Mr. Alfred Esses. Ovadia Benrina, as we speak, is in the operating room <coughs> under the knife. So uh, we'll learn today's Tehillim, Prince Refuah Shalema, that it should come out uh, successfully, was dedicated by Mr. Eli Eddy. El Narefanalo, El Narefanalo, El Narefanalo, Betoch Sha'ar Hole Yisrael. Amen. Rabotai, we're in chapter 36. Uh, today is a uh, a classic. You know, the classic doesn't mean that we know it. I mean, it's not a famous one that we know. You know nobody has a chapter 36. But when you read the Malbim on it, you see that he really gives us uh, tremendous insights. It's a Hashkafic chapter. Uh, it gives us uh, ideas, you know, how to look at certain things. Especially this chapter, the theme is the Yetzir Hara that tries to convince a person why it's not kedai, not worthy or worth it to do the mitzvot. The Yetzirara, the Malbim will tell us, basically has two claims to try to talk us out of uh, mitzvot performance. Uh, number one, he says, look at the world, there's injustice in the world. Righteous people suffer, and the wicked people prosper, and the world just runs on autopilot, and therefore, you're telling me to do the mitzvot because there's going to be some sort of reward or don't do avirot because there's going to be punishment. And we see that uh, there is no hashkaha in this world. As if God is not aware of the goings-on in this world. As proof that you see there's uh, a, lot of, a lot of inequity going on. And as a result, that's one of the reasons why you know, the mitzvot really don't bring you to reward. And the avirot don't bring you to punishment. Just look around. There's a shayim that are prospering and there's a sadikim that are suffering. So God must not know what's going on, you know, uh, in the world. True, from time to time, you know, there's a miracle here or there. So that's a, you know, that's an aberration. You know, you split the sea. Okay, that's a once in a lifetime. But, but after that, he goes back upstairs and there's no, uh, there's no reward and punishment. So that, that's basically one of the claims. The other claim is, is that the mitzvot, what is, what is their benefit in general? What, 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 is, what is the benefit of shaking a lulav? What is the benefit of uh, not wearing sharpness? A lot of these mitzvot, we really don't understand them anyway. So, you know, if God is our doctor, as it says in the Torah, we don't understand the, uh, the prescription. So the Rashad comes along and says, what benefit is these things over there? Why, 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 should you, why should you have to perform them? So, again, this claim is two claims. Number one, from the fact that you see there's no hashkaha in this world, at least in the Rasha's eyes. And you also see he doesn't see a benefit in, 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 in performance of the mitzvot. So the chapter will be, we're going to read it with Malbim today. It's a straight up Malbim class. If you have the Tehidim in front of you and you do have Pirusha Malbim, I'll try to read it with you to try to get through it. I, again, some chapters we just pick a pasuk and we talk about a theme. Other chapters I think it's important to get 
if there's if there's a common theme throughout the whole chapter, like this one definitely has, I think we have to take that road. David Melech refers himself to Evid Hashem, the servant of Hashem. Lam I will explain it over here to the victor. to be victorious. David Amelik is discussing over here how the Ebed Hashem is victorious over the claims that the Yetzirah has. Neum Pesha. Neum is a speech. Neum, or says. So says the Pesha. Uh, who is the Pesha? The Yetzirah. Neum Pesha Larasha Bekerev Libi. So this is the Neum Pesha. We'll say it like this. This is the Neum Pesha. That's the name of the speech. Neum Pesha. It's the uh, the, 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 uh, I have the English over here. I might, I might as well use the nice words over here. The words of transgression. And who says these words? La Rasha. Who's the Rasha? The And where does he say it? He says it inside. That's the voice that you hear in your head. The Yetzirah is always inside of you. And uh, what does he say? En pachad Elohim leneged enough. He does not have. Pachad Elohim, he did not have the fear of God uh, in front of him. And uh, Malbim says, uh, the reason why you would have Pachad is because of onish, because of punishment. But when he comes along and sees that there's a bunch of Nishayim that don't do any of the mitzvot, and they're living the life of Riley, so he says, why should I have Pachad? If I see that God really doesn't care what a person does, and the proof is that you see righteous people suffering and wicked people prospering, so therefore the Rasha says, En pa'ad Elohim. I have no pa'ad Elohim. I have no pa'ad. Elohim means judgment. I have no pa'ad of the judgment. Because you could do the mitzvot and still get judgment. So therefore, why should I do the mitzvot? Everything is random. So therefore, why do the mitzvot and still get punished anyway? So therefore, I might as well just not do it. So he has no fear that sin will bring to retribution. En pa'ad Elohim. He has the regular power that everybody has in this world. There might be an earthquake, there might be a volcano, there might be natural things, which is the regular anxiety that everybody has. But Pahad Elohim, he doesn't connect what happens in this world as a result of sin. He looks at it as chance, it happens, you know, there's natural things. By the way, they do statistics on these things. They'll tell you how many. Uh, people get hit by a car uh, every year, and how many people uh, fall off the balcony, and how many people get sick. The statistics, uh, everything is statistics. In Pahad Elohim, he doesn't relate that to a reason that Pahad Elohim. Furthermore, uh, the Malbim's Lashon of here is, and I'm quoting it here, Yeshne Deot. Yeshomrim She'inyana Torah Mitzvah is like a king that commands his Evid, do this and do this. And don't ask, just do it, because I said. That's the Tzuna Bore. And some explain that, no, you do the mitzvah because God's like a doctor. The mitzvot will, will ultimately be to your benefit. He goes against both of those claims. First of all, why should you be afraid to do the mitzvot? He's not going to punish you anyway. And secondly, what is the benefit? Those are the two things. The talk of transgression... He says, telling you why you should transgress. He says this inside. The fear of God is not in front of him. He's like the philosophers, the Balbim says, that deny schar ve'onish. 
גימול בעונש. Now I saw from Rabbi Zarka, he has a different mahalach over here, also it's the Yitzhara talking, he says that what the Rasha says is, it's enough to serve God in your heart. Which means, the Yitzhara comes along and says, you don't need to do actions. Which means, it's enough to serve God mentally. Example, Rabbi Zarka said, What's the purpose of Shabbat? Shabbat is take a day off so you come to the realization that God created the world in six days. She says, okay, so just believe that. I believe that. We have the world in six days. We have to keep Shabbat for. If the whole purpose of keeping the Shabbat is to get you to that belief, I believe it without fulfilling. So they, the Rasha says, the main thing God cares about is that you have the belief, but you don't have to back it up in actions. So Ne'um Peshala Rasha, what does he say? Bekerib be. All God cares is that Bekerib be, but you don't need Ma'aseh, you don't need actions. Okay. And we know that that's not true. The Mishnah Perkei Avod says, Lo ha-midrash ikar ela ma'aseh. That a person can have all the kavanot for lighting the menorah. But if he doesn't ultimately light the menorah, he doesn't get credit. Even though he had kavanot of the rashash. But if he didn't light it, it's, it's, it's worthless. All our ideas have to be connected to a ma'aseh. Ki ihlik elav be'enav. Limso avono lisno. Here's the second part. Means um, for it smoothed the way before him. Uh, he's, uh, his way is smooth, and Asha's way is smooth in front of him. He thinks he's on the right derech. Which means he finds reasons to hate the sin instead of finding. Limso, I'm sorry. Limso avono, lisno. I take that back. The way the Babim explains it is shimsa hataam madua yisna et avon, umadua yimana memenu. Vine atana. So, 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 so how, how is he learning over here? He says over here. I just want to see how he said it here. Right, the evil inclination counters by presenting sin in a favorable light, and challenges the observant to find what there is in his iniquity to be hateful. Right, which means he tells the he tells the religious person, "Limso, go find avonolisno. Find me a reason why to hate sin." That's the way he learned the pasuk. "Limso avonolisno. Find me a reason why I should hate the sin." The Yitzhak tries to come along and make the sin light. pleasurable, light. Uh, appeasing, appealing, light of it. So he tells the claim, he tells the religious guy is, limso avono uh, lesno, which means he tries to find him reasons why he should hate the sin. Limso avono lesno. That's what he says over here. He challenges the observant to find what there is in the iniquity to be hateful, which means, why should you hate the sin, he says. What's the matter with it? Why should you hate the sin? Mm. The words of the Yetzirah, So the way the Mabim understands this over here is, his claims are two. He tells the person, Hadal, cease. 
להשכיל, to think and להטיב, to do good. להשכיל, he says, number one, uh, look at the world, the world is filled with injustice. So therefore, if you're going to use your sechel, it makes no sense to do the mitzvot, because you do the mitzvot, you get punished anyway. So therefore, he takes away the intellectual uh, argument. He says, how can, how can you call this rational? It's not rational. And number two, lehetiv. He says, why, why do you think the mitzvot are for your benefit? Lehetiv. What, what's the benefit of doing the mitzvot? Why by eating kosher, it's going to help you? What's the benefit? Health benefits? The FDA, we have... All other food. They haven't proven yet that eating kosher is more healthy than not. Not speaking Lashonara. Why, why is that a better lifestyle? Not keeping Shabbat, not eating matzah, not eating hametz and pesah, sitting in a sukkah. He says, what's the lehetiv? That's the two claims. Intellectual, <laughs> philosophical claim against anyway, it doesn't matter because people get punished regardless of what they do. And they get rewarded even if they don't do the mitzvot, the like you see. The bad good. guy's getting good. And number two, lehetiv, he says, what is your benefit? What's the benefit to do the mitzvot? Mm. That's his argument. One method is doing that he developed the habit of seeking to find the benefit of evil rather than those of good. That's Avin Yashov al Mishkabo. He perverts his instinct for good by acting immorally. That's what it means when it says Hadal Okay. Now what does he say? Avin Yashov al Mishkavo. So that's what we just said. Avin Yashov al Mishkavo. He just thinks of bad. Yitiasev al derech lotov, and he trains himself to do the wrong thing. Even though people were born naturally to do good, the natural conscience of a person is to lead him to good. But the Rasha Yitiasev al derech lotov. That's the way. We understand it. He chooses to go on the top. And he does not despise evil. Normally the evil you're supposed to, it should be disgusting. He doesn't despise it. So the answer to the Rasha is the following. Hashem b'hashamayim hastecha emunatecha ad shehakim. And here's the way the Mabim explains it. Just get terms first. Shamayim over here is not the heavens. Shamayim represents the world. Because we're under the Shamayim, the heavens, the stars, the moon. That's called earth. Shahakim is referring to the upper worlds. So Shamayim and Shahakim would be like Shamayim Ba'aris. Shamayim is the Aris, so to speak. Heaven and earth. Shamayim is the lower world. The, the, the world that we're in is the Shamayim, and Shahakim is above. Now let's get the two other words that are in this Pasuk Chesed and Emunah. Chesed in this pasuk represents supernatural, when God acts in a supernatural way. And imunah, which comes from the word faithful, represents nature, because nature is very faithful. It's set by a, you know, a pattern. So therefore, the rasha comes along and says, imunah, which is faithful, which is teva, is on earth. The world runs by natural order. The sun rises in the morning. Exactly, sunset, gravity, and all that. Imunah is in the shamayim. Imunah is on earth. And miracles are in them, which means miracles are in the heaven. Once in a while, once in a while, God will come down and bring a miracle to change the order. But other than that, the world runs in a natural order without 
divine intervention. The, again, the Rasha believes that Imuna Teba is in Shamayim. Teba is in Shamayim, which means the world is run in a natural, and therefore it doesn't matter what you do. If the volcano comes down, it's going to get everybody. The earthquake's going to get everybody. Uh, it, there's no Sakhar uh, Ve'onish. Uh, uh, it's just the nature of the world. Things happen, statistics. <clears throat> now, it's true, they believe in miracles, but that's, that's in heaven once in a while. God comes down from heaven and suspends the laws of nature and does a miracle, but that's uh, from time to time. We believe, like the Naman tells us in Parashat Bo, that there's everything in nature is done through maybe not an open miracle, but a hidden miracle. No, we don't, we don't, we don't recognize that there's miracles all day long. So therefore, ultimately, the chesed is on earth. Which means the chesed really is on earth. That means, although it's it's it, it, it's guised it's guised in nature, so therefore it looks like that it's just happening by itself. But ultimately, God is running the world through hashkah uh, peratit. So that's why the answer is Hashem ba'ashamayim hazdecha. We're saying that Hakadosh Baruch Hu meaning on earth under the shamayim hazdecha. It's 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 supernatural. It's a supernatural uh, 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 existence. That everything is bashkaha to the extent imunatichat shakim that the laws of nature are in the uh, in the upper worlds. That means it's so mushgah that the laws of nature are secondary to the laws of because everything is happening bashkaha. The Baal Shem Tov said even a leaf that falls off a tree is is, is bashkaha. So exactly. So, but, but but again, the, the Rasha will say, "What do you mean? People do that all day long. Natural. Be careful next time. You know, wear 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 a glove." Well, we come along and say no, that everything is bashkaha, but it's a nes nestar. It's hashkaha mustar. So his last shon over here is the last line of the uh, this is 36. He says on the second line here they, they look like to say shateva telech tamid lefi hokeha Teva runs everything. And once in a while, Bolam says a miracle from Shamayim. He says, no. Which means, they learn that reward and punishment, God has to uh, make a miracle to create reward and punishment. It's not the natural uh, 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 system that the world works. But we believe the opposite. That the world is under and our actions are going to create a reaction. On earth. Aval Torah, Telamedeu Nehefech. Ki kevari ida Torah sheateva, which means the nature, the nature it bekot perunotea nemshechet achal maaseh b'nei adam. It follows the human being. Like we learn in Parashat Perkotai. You do the mitzvot, there'll be rain. You don't do the mitzvot, there'll be a famine. So you see what? The nature is being controlled by our actions. So that means there's a hashkaha over here. They follow the free will of man. Good. So then he says, Mishpatecha tehom rabba Adam uvat oshi Hashem. 
Only problem is, when God makes a miracle, you see it, it's clear, it's like a big mountain in front of you. Nobody can miss a mountain, a big mountain. It's obvious. That when God is running the world in the natural way, you have to look very, very deep to see where HaKadosh Baruch Hu is. That's the problem. The Rasha, he only sees God when there's an open miracle. But Malbim says, You have to see God through the, through the Teva. Therefore, people question. Where's Chalva Onesh? Although the system is working, but since it's hard to see it, so therefore it's much easier to deny that it exists. Therefore, it's Tehom Rabbah. Adam Ubema Toshia Adonai. Now he explains. Why does God keep the hashkacha hidden? Which wouldn't it be better if God would just reveal himself? Why doesn't God reveal himself to us? Why doesn't God show us his, his presence? Why is it that when a person's mahalat shabbat, he doesn't get punished on the spot? Wouldn't that be that if, he got, if people would get punished on the spot or rewarded on the spot, wouldn't everybody be... Uh, more religious people. Right? The more religious people would be more faithful. Be scared. The problem is it would take away our free will. The whole goal is that Adam Ubhema, human beings are created of two parts. They're created from the Adam part, which is the spiritual part, the Adam. That's the human part, which is the spiritual part. And then you, the Behema, which is the physical part. Animal. So there's always a struggle between Adam and Behema. Now, God can only bring a person to salvation because of that struggle of Adam and Behema. If God removes the Behira, the free will, so then already, how could you get reward? The whole world's going to be the same. Exactly. Nobody, nobody struggled. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't, which means a person will keep Shabbat because he doesn't want to get punished. It's not for God anymore. You're doing it to save your body. You're doing it to save, but if, if, if a person doesn't see the punishment right away, then you're doing it for a higher reason. You're doing it because God commanded. So therefore, the Malbim says that ultimately the reason why there has to be a, 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 a veil over the creation. The world is called olam, Elam means it's concealed. Why does it have to be this concealment? So a person can make free will and choose to do it. Uh, a person, they tell him, if you eat Hametz Pesach, uh, you get punished. If you eat Hametz, nothing happens. That, that's by design. Now, of course, it'll catch up to him. He's going to get it. It's punishment. Yeah. But since it doesn't happen immediately, so it gives the person a chance to be a kofir, or if a person chooses to do the right thing, it gives him a chance to get reward because, you see, he was doing it uh, not necessarily for an immediate punishment or reward, either because it was the right thing, it was the tzivui. So Adam of the Hashem, the Lashon of the Rab is, Mitzad Shadam Murkab Halakim, Behema. And the behema is, uh, you know, he wants to go after the natural things. Uh, and he's not going to go, he's not going to do things that are against his nature. And therefore, if it was schar ba'onish, was evident, so it's going to be a natural reaction. He's not going to, he just want to protect, he wants to protect the behema. But since we're also made from Adam, which is the neshama part, so the neshama part, to get reward, we have to do it for the higher reason. Because God commanded. So therefore... Um, God wants us to do the good because it's good. It's good. 
Lachen ya bechle la stir hasachar va'onish. Where does God hide the sachar va'onish? Betom Rabbah. He hides it very deep. That's what it says. Mishpatecha. Tehom Rabbah. The sachar va'onish, which is the reward and punishment, is very deep. Why? Kedeshi matzeh makom niyasata mitzvot mitzad ha'chelik shu adam. We want your mitzvot not to come from the behemah side, but come from the adam side. It's a deep way of learning this. Uh, <coughs> learning the puzzle. Of course, there are always people that say, oh, if God would make miracles, I'd be religious. Right. Yeah. Miracles right? Right? But they don't want to open their eyes to see, because it's the Hom It's very, very deep. We start to see Dashka in such a way. But again, God does that on purpose uh, in order to keep free will intact. Now to the second claim. <clears throat> the second claim that the Yetzirah tells the person is, what are you benefiting from the mitzvot? Which is really a good question. What is the benefit ultimately? What, 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 what's, what is the purpose of why you're doing these mitzvot? You say that God's a doctor, that the, it, it, it does some sort of uh, benefit to you. It's like uh, uh, somebody goes to a doctor, the doctor says, I want you to eat this vegetable three times a day. The first question you're going to ask him, what's my benefit? What's my benefit? Now, if he can't show you a benefit, he says, well, it's really no benefit, but uh, that's my uh, educated guess. Stop jumping the leg. Why well, have to eat it three times a day? So God is telling you to do the mitzvot. Then Ashad comes along and says, what, what do you hear? You did the mitzvot. What, what did you get from them? Why? So the pasuk tells you why. Mayakar hastecha Elohim the reason why Kadosh Baruch Hu gave us the mitzvot is ultimately in order to get close to Kadosh Baruch Hu, which means so we will exactly so we'll be able to bask under the shadow of you, which is basically the mitzvot connect us to Kadosh Baruch Hu, an animal doesn't have to have a connection. The animal is physical. It doesn't have that benefit to be connected. The mitzvot comes from the word tzavta. Tzavta, no, tzivoy is a commandment, but also tzavta. Tzavta in Hebrew means uh, a connection, a tzavta, a, a bond. What's the purpose of the mitzvot? In order to connect us with the Kadosh Baruch Hu. Yirviyun midashin betecha v'nachal adanecha tashkem. And the way the Mepashim uh, explained this lashon over here is, I'll read it. They will be sated from the abundance of your house and from the stream of your delights. Give them to drink. Which basically is the mitzvot are like our food, like our lechem and mayim. That's the way the neshama gets satiated. That's the way we connect. Ki emecha mekor chayim. Which means you're considered the source of life. Be'orcha nir'e'or. Meaning, all our physical is only... Uh, 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 working the systems, the physical systems, because of the neshama. Take away the neshama, the body doesn't work. So you see that really, how do we see light? Through our eyes. It's not so. Because a dead person has eyes, and he still doesn't see. So therefore, ultimately, where are we seeing light? It's from your order of the neshama that we're able to see light. So ultimately, there's, a, there's another part of us over here. That part is the neshama. And the neshama needs to connect to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Like it says, How does the neshama connect? Only to one vehicle, mitzvot. So therefore, the Rasha says, "What's the benefit? What's the benefit? You want to be an animal? If you don't do mitzvot, you'll never have that connection with Hakadosh Baruch Hu." 
And therefore, David HaMelech says, Meshok hastecha liyudecha. We're asking God to please uh, draw that uh, kindness uh, to us, uh, that we shouldn't get drawn after the uh, the Yetzir Aras claims, to those that know you, that want to be straight, but don't bring me to the ga'ava. What's the ga'ava? The ga'ava is when a person comes along and says, I don't understand God's ways. Now, that's the, 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 the epitome of arrogance. Mm-hmm. Who are you to... And therefore, because they don't understand God's ways, they abandon. They abandon. So the David says, don't bring me to think like an arrogant person. When a person comes along and he has questions on God, all right, the answer to the guy is, listen, you're limited. Hashem is wiser than you. Humble yourself. But the ge'er says, no, it doesn't make sense. How could God, who are you to talk? What, what, what are you to know? Now, even sometimes you have strong questions. But to ask questions on God is ga'ava. Because you assume that you have the capacity to understand you don't have the capacity to understand. Who are you to understand uh, the, the, the death of Hashem? So David Amalek says, on the tzaddik lo claim, don't bring me to the, to, 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 even to the foot of Ga'ava, because then it'll cause me to abandon. Do not move me to the hand of the Rishayim. The hand of the Rashad doesn't want to do action. Why? Because he says, what's the benefit? So don't bring me to that inactive hand of the Rasha that does not want to do ma'asim. You got the, you got the two points? Now, the end of the chapter says, don't worry, the Rasha in this world looks like he's going to succeed. But sham naflu po'ale'avin. Over there in Olam like it says, uh, uh, over here, but it's in order to destroy them, so they're going to fall over there. They're going to be pushed. That we call that in, in boxing a knockout. Can't get up. He can't get up. He can't get up. They're going to be pushed. And that's the, uh, uh, the simple, explanation, beautiful explanation of the Rabbim. But he's basically telling us that don't get disoriented or discouraged from what you see in this world. It, it's, it's, it looks like it's natural order. It's not. It looks like that. Uh, this world is being run by what David and Melik refer to as Imunah, natural order. It's not. Really, the Chesed is in the Shamaim, the miracle. Nes Nestar is on earth. However, the miracles are evident like a mountain. But Mishpatecha, the Scharva Onish, which is hidden, to you got to look deep to see it, and you don't always see it in front of your eyes. And therefore, those that question it and become turned off because of it, it's because they have ga'ava. Tabina Melik is, is saying that the purpose of the mitzvot is to con- make a connection. That's the, forget about the reward in Olam Abba. To create a connection with God in Olam Azeh. So therefore, draw that kindness to, to those that know you, that want to connect to you. Liyod Echa means those who want to connect to you. And then he says, Do not bring me to uh, the regal of ga'ava. Now, if you remember last week, uh, Last week uh, we learned uh, a little about the the sword of the Arba Minim. Remember we learned last week, we said, Kal Toman that you have to 
Thank Hashem for all your body parts. And if you remember, we said that each one of the four species represents another part of the body. Like we said, this lulav represents the spine, and the, the, uh, the uh, etrog is the uh, heart, and the hadas is the eyes, and the arba is the lips. So we're coming with our four species. After Rosh Hashanah, we're saying, Hashem, kalatzmotai, I'm taking you with all my, thank- I'm alive. Thank you for all my body parts. That's, that's what we learned last week. Kalatzmotai tomana. All my limbs will say, Micha mocha, Hashem, Micha mocha. When do we do that on the holiday? But this week, I want to say something different. When we talk about a person uh, that has, uh, you know, heretical thoughts or bad thoughts, the Torah says, I'm warning you. Because the bad thoughts come from the heart. Why do they come from the I would say they come from the mind. I wouldn't have put thoughts in the heart. I would have put thoughts in the mind. And I explained to you very deeply why they come from the heart. The heart we always understood is the source of desire. So I would have said, heart, desire, mind, you know, bad thoughts. But the explanation is, the bad thoughts of a person why he wants to rebel against God, ultimately is because he has ta'ava. Ultimately, he wants to live a certain life. And that comes from the heart. He wants to go where he wants to go, he wants to eat. So it's the heart that is the cause of, <clears throat> of the negative thought, which is, you, you think that when a person asks a question, why is God doing this? He's not looking for an answer. That's his exit out of, out, of, out of doing this, and it's his entry into a free life. Therefore, you're saying, but, but I don't say what he's asking. It's a simple, simple answer. He doesn't want to hear the answer. Because if he, basically, what, what, like the, what the rabbi said, he's not giving a question. He's giving an answer. When a person asks a question like that, he's answering why he wants to live like he's living. He's satisfying his Exactly. That's a, you know why I do this? Because uh, it doesn't make sense. Right. It's, no, you want to do this. So therefore you have, to, you have a conscience. You feel guilty. So you have to generate some questions. So uh, it doesn't make sense. Now that's why I'm doing it. So ultimately it's coming from where? The live. It's coming from the live. That, so that's what God says. Don't go after your heart because everybody's prejudiced. So you have to be willing to uh, uh, put that ta'ava on the side and be objective. Oh, So ultimately, one of, the, uh, one of the things that we do after Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, we have Sukkot. And what do we do on Sukkot? Everybody runs to get Arba Minim. And one of the Arba Minim is what? Yetrog. Mm-hmm. Yetrog is connected what? The live. Now why do we look for a perfect Yetrog? Because we know the key is the live, if the live Hasbish Shalom has a little flaw in it, even physically, guys in trouble. But we're talking about now of the spiritual live where the Ta'avot are mm-hmm. that we don't want to cause our heart during the coming year to Hasbish Shalom uh, we just made Yom Kippur, we just made Bidui. But we know the heart's going to want to have desires. And we know that once we have desires, we start to justify things. So then we take a perfect, they throw out any blemishes on it, <coughs> in order that that influences. But if a person comes along and doesn't take their throat, what happens? We're worried that the Ga'ava is going to set in. Like we said, David Amalek says, and the Ga'ava says, oh, why is God doing this? Why is God doing that? That's what he wants. 
That's why if you look at the Pasuk, the Arizal says, Al, look, you see Pasuk Yudbet? Al tevo'eni regel ga'avara shetevot etrog. That's coming to give us the mnemonic of etrog. That means, what stops us from having ga'ava? The heart. The heart. Therefore, on Sukkot, take a, a proper etrog that's complete. And therefore, atu regel ga'ava. Somebody comes, how, how do I stop my heart from... One way is etrog. And another explanation that I added to is that what happens on Sukkot, everybody comes along and likes to show off the etrog. Uh, look how much I pay. So the rabbi said, on the regel, on the holiday, don't be a gava. How should you be a gava on the holiday? Don't show off your etrog. You, you bought the etrog. It's, it's not a mitzvah ben adam, the it's a mitzvah ben adam, the makom. So therefore, that is another classic pasuk over here. Now that we explain the perasha, I want to go back to Sitkat Kareel. Adam Ubema Toshia Hashem. What does it mean, Adam Ubema Toshia Hashem? So the way Malbim explained it was because we were made up of two parts, of the Adam and the Behemah. And since we're made up of two parts, if, if every time you did something good, you'd get rewarded. So it would be the behemah that's drawn to do it. The physical suckers, you know, you're going to get a reward. And if every time you did something bad, you got punishment, it's the behemah that's going to desist from doing it. So God says, but there's an Adam part of you. I don't want them, it's what's coming from the behemah. It's got to come from the Adam. So therefore, I have to keep it not consistent to give you free will. So ultimately, you'll do it because it's the right thing, not because of reward and punishment. Because you're made up of Adam or behemah, and I don't want your observance just to be because of the behemah. Or palm. If every time you get punished, when you eat something not kosher, what's going to cause you not to eat not kosher? Punishment. Right, which is the body. I don't, want, I don't want the body to get punished. That's coming from the behemah. God says, I want it to come from the tov, from the adam. So since you're made up of adam u behemah, that's why I can salvage, that's why I can give you a reward. Because you're made up of adam and you ultimately choose the right thing because it's right. Not because of reward and punishment. And that's why God doesn't do reward and punishment immediately. To give you that chance to serve God. Which is when Mashiach comes, I always want to be religious. God says, now, you want to be, now, now you see the reward and punishment. Well, the goal was to do it when you don't see it. Right them? Sometimes you see a big tzaddik learns all day long, the guy's racked in pain. Ah, see that, the whole thing's a joke. The guy's learning all day long, the guy's suffering. But he also no, that's the test. That he should still learn, not because he, he's not getting his his body's getting no benefit, and he must be doing it for the Adam. So that's the way Malbim explained. <clears throat> I'm going to explain to you what the Benish High explained. One time, the Benish High said a story on this pasuk. He said there was a Amaris guy, wealthy guy, but Amaris comes to shul once a year. He has your side for his father. He comes to shul once a year, so he wants to sit. Uh, he wants to sit in the front. So uh, before Shabbat comes, he takes a few hundred dollars, he gives it to the Shamosh, and he tells the Shamosh, I want to sit uh, on the stage. In those days, the president used to sit on the stage, the Ashrubim, I want to sit uh, next to the rabbi. So the rabbi sees the Amara, text him, okay, he knows what happened. The guy got, got paid off, okay. Anyway, it's enough that he's an Amaris, but he wants to show that he's a Hakam. That's the biggest problem, when the Amaris thinks he's a Hakam. So what happened? So now he's thinking of a question that he could ask the rabbi to stump him, to stump him in front of the whole kahal. But he's such a amaris, he doesn't even know what he's reading to ask a question. Finally, in Benha time, he opens the Sidur, and we read this pasuk in Benha. Sitkatecha, kareel, mishpatecha, tom reba, adam, shabbat, Benha. 
So all of a sudden, when the Hazan read, Adam ubehema toshi Hashem, he said, what's that? I have a question for our rabbi. He says, Adam ubehema toshi Hashem, Hashem saves the man and the animal? He says, who puts the animal next to the man? So the rabbi says, the shamosh. He said, the shamosh. He said, the shamosh. Who puts the animal next to the man? But the Benish Chai says, what's really this explanation? Adam Hashem. So he says, beautiful. He says that in this world, ultimately we have to serve Hashem, the Neshama, that's the main part of us, the inside of us, the Adam, that's the... However, God says, you cannot neglect your your body because if you don't have a healthy body and a, and a, and a, a healthy body, healthy soul. So therefore the Torah has many mitzvot like Shabbat, take your body, give a rest and you're going to get reward for that even though you're, you're benefiting your body because ultimately I'm benefiting my body so my neshama can have a healthy place to do, I can serve God. The Torah comes and says you have to eat. You have to sleep. The guy might come up and say, no, 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 I don't want to do anything to the animal. So the British high compares it that when there's a fire, God forbid, in the house and there's a sefer Torah in the house and you have to, on Shabbat, when you have to save the sefer out of the house and you have to carry it into the place where there's no eruv. So the Mishnah says, Matzilin hatiki masefer. You save not only the sefer, but the cover also. What's the cover? The cover is like the goof and the Sefer Torah is like the Neshama. It says, you save the Tik, why? Because protecting it's protecting the Sefer. So therefore the Tik becomes elevated because of what's inside, what's inside of it. So therefore, God says the same thing. Bode Olam says, Adam u That even though the main part of the person is the Adam and the Behema is the, is the physical, Toshi <coughs> Hashem, Bode Olam says, I say both of you, which means your physical is also... Uh, 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 kadosh. A person shouldn't think is the physical side of him is uh, is an impediment. No, you have to look at it. God says, "I say both of you," which means the bo- both are worthy of salvation. When Hillel, the great rabbi, used to go take a bath before Shabbat, uh, he, he would say, "They would ask Rabbi, where are you going? I'm going to do Chesed. Chesed? Okay, the Torah is going to feed some poor poor person. Oh, they see him sitting in the bath." I tell him, Chesed, he says, yeah, with my body. I'm doing a Chesed with my body. Which means what? The body needs to get, that means it's okay with that Kabbalah to give benefit to the body as Hakaratatov. That, that's why he used to take a bath on Erev Shabbat because now the body's going to hold two souls. So therefore, that's why on Shabbat we give so much benefit to the body because now it's doing us a double favor on Shabbat. It's giving us a, a house for two sefret. Right? You, you have a tikka of a sefret Torah that has two sefret Torah in it. Or the most of it's kadosh. So the Benish I said, Adam ubehema toshi Hashem. That the salvation, Bore Olam, gives the person is not only to the spiritual things that he does, but he tells the person that you must also tend to the behema because it, 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 it'll lead you to the, to the spiritual. But there's another explanation. Another explanation is that how does God save man through the behemah? What's the behemah? The korban. Adam u Which is really God should say, 
you made the sin, you die. But Borei Olam says, take the behemah and Toshi, I'll save you. That if you imagine that what was supposed to happen to you is really not happening to the animal, really happened to you, so therefore Borei Olam says, I gave you a, a big chesed that you could atone yourself through the behemah. So Adam, Adam sins. And what does he do? He brings the behemah. Finally, the Gemara on this has yet another explanation. And the Gemara says, and I'm quoting, Amar Rav Yehuda, this is the Gemara Hulin, page 5, Amar Rav Elu Bene Adam, She'av Shen Arumim Beda'at Mesimim Atzmam Kebehemah. Adam, Adam means he has a lot of wisdom, but he makes himself like a behemah. No, Arum means clever. Arum, Arum is clever. That even though he's Arum bechokhmah, he's clever with wisdom. Like it says, haya Arum, he was clever. That even though we're talking about Adam, but they make themselves like behemah. Two explanations. Why would a guy who was clever make himself like a, uh, a behemah? So I saw a beautiful explanation over here. One explanation is like this. Adam will be Hashem. The Hachamim, they love to understand the rationale behind the mitzvot. They want to understand what, what's the logic. Especially when we study the Zohar, we see the reasons, we see the depth. Why Hashem gave us the mitzvot. And the Ben Ishai says, there's nothing wrong with that. You're supposed to try to understand the mitzvot. But ultimately, when we finally come to do the mitzvah, what's the ultimate motivation why we do the mitzvah? Hashem tells us to do it. Zot kukata Torah. The whole Torah ultimately is done because it's a hok. So therefore, even though the Adam arumim but they serve God like what? Behemah. They make they have no da'at. When it comes to the performance of the mitzvot, they act like an animal that has no da'at. When the animal... Uh, 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 behaves, it's uh, following the master. He doesn't have any reason why he's doing it. He's ever, so therefore, that's the highest level of service. To know everything, and ultimately, but when you're doing it, because ultimately, even what we know is only a drop in the bucket to the reason. You think we could ever know really the reasons of everything why we're doing it? Even if we read in the books, it's the wisdom of God. God is infinite. So how do we think that we have one or two reasons for something? Oh, that's the reason. So therefore, they humble themselves in front of God that they don't think that their wisdom is the end all. Even though the Adam, meaning Arumim Bechokmah, Osimit Atzmam Kebehemah, they behave like an animal in the sense that they shut their wisdom off and they humble themselves just to serve God uh, uh, in, in, in the way they do. The last explanation I saw in this Pasuk, which is also a beautiful, uh, beautiful shot, is coming from the uh, Rav Sri, right? This is coming from Rav Gedalia Eisman, the Meshkiah of Kol Torah. So he says, Oh, He says, human beings have a, a, a tendency to want to uh, figure out what's going to be in the future. You know, you want to, uh, 
you don't only live for today. What's going to be tomorrow? They already have uh, savings for a year, for two years. They like to be planned, planned for a rainy day. They like to. That's the physical world. A lot of times what happens is in the spiritual world, if a person is going to uh, start to think to himself, when am I going to finish this whole Torah? I don't even know. It's endless. You go to a bookstore and you say, you got to read all these books. All, you'll say, I'll never be able to do it. And you get discouraged. You know what? I'm not starting even. It's like somebody telling you, you have to empty out the entire Atlantic Ocean. Now you, imagine you never saw the Atlantic Ocean. Well, you know what it is. So, you go see it. What? Forget it. So, why don't you start? Why should I start? It's impossible. So in that sense, by looking at the future... It dismays you. In that sense, the rabbi said, it's a mashal to a big uh, crater in the ground, let's say the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. And the king calls his servants and says, I want you to fill it up. I want you to fill it up with dirt. And I'll pay you by the day. So the first guy gets there, he sees the Grand Canyon, and says, we're never able to do this. Mm-hmm. So he quits on the first day. The other guy says, what are you quitting? What's the difference? We're getting paid by the day. So at the end of the day, we filled it up. He didn't tell us to fill it up uh, today. We do it. So he says, Adam, they're very clever, and they see how big the Torah is. But Osimet Behema, a Behema doesn't think about tomorrow. The Behema, by the way, no animal ever died of anxiety. No Behema ever died of depression. The animal, they put the food in front of them. You see the animal saying, hey, what about tomorrow? What about you tomorrow? Hey, wait, wait, put it in front of them tomorrow. You have to think. I mean, you, can't, you can't project. So he says, Adam, meaning God says, like the Gomer Vilna said, you have to imagine... The Gemara that's in front of you, it's the only Gemara in the world, and this is the last day you have. Finished? So I have to learn the Gemara that's in front of me. Don't say, when am I going to finish this? Because the Yetzirah likes to get you to start projecting, and then you end up not even going to do what's in front of you. So he says, they're very clever, they know, they know what's out there. They know how much they have to do. But Like we do over here, one, one chapter a day. Before you know it, we did 50 chapters. It could happen slowly, slowly. But if we would come to the beginning and say 150 chapters, well, I'm going to do it. You know what? Pass. No, that's Yetzirah. So Adam, they're very, very smart. But Osimit Asmam, where they live to the present, uh, to the present day, which doesn't mean that you shouldn't have goals, but you shouldn't let the vastness of the Torah discourage you and stunt you. So that would be yet. Third explanation of Adam and Matushia Hashem. Okay, the Mutai, that's basically today.